0: A Lesson in Handling Rejection with me, Christina Cantors. You're listening to Stand Out, Get Noticed, the podcast that helps you communicate with confidence and clarity so you can stand out from the crowd and get noticed by the people who matter to you. If you want to make awesome connections, build strong relationships and get what you want in business and in life, this podcast is for you. To subscribe to the show and download the back catalogue, go to thecmethod.com slash podcast. Hi everyone and welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Christina Canters, and I thank you very, very much for taking some time to tune in today. I'd like to start off this episode with a quick tip. If you're doing a podcast and you need to carry your laptop and your podcast equipment and a glass of water from from one room to another, don't do it all at the same time. Otherwise, you may just do what I did about two hours ago and drop everything, including your MacBook Pro, on the floor and spilling your glass of water all over the keyboard. Yes, folks, that's what happened to me earlier and my laptop is now with a lovely repair guy who I hope can work some of his magic on it because I was seriously freaking out. But if you are listening to this episode right now, then chances are my laptop's been fixed because I've been able to edit and publish this podcast. So yay for repair guys and please learn from my mistake. Don't try and carry too many things at once and liquids at the same time. Okay, moving on. I just want to share with you one iTunes review that I received this week. It was so lovely. I just had to share it with you. Gary AK says, a few of many reasons that I love this podcast. Number one, interesting and renowned interviewees. Number two, a host in Christina Cantors who asks intelligent questions of her guests that provoke stimulating discussion. Number three, succinct episodes that communicate useful content without overstaying their welcome. And number four, a unique sense of humor that keeps interviews and solo episodes fun. Oh, and number five, high production values. Thank you for your very detailed review, Gary AK. I really, really appreciate it. It's because of listeners like you that I keep doing this podcast. So this episode is quite a personal one for me. I'm sharing a story of something that happened to me last year when I was traveling. And the reason I want to share it is because it taught me a huge lesson in confidence and handling rejection. Now, not many people talk about their romantic fails, and I'm sure it happens all the time. So I'm sharing it with you here. But just quickly, I I listened to a podcast interview on The Good Life Project with host Jonathan Fields, and he was interviewing a guy called Jia Jiang. Now, Jia Jiang was so afraid of rejection, he started a video blog called 100 Days of Rejection Therapy, where he tried asking people for ridiculous things like asking Domino's if he could deliver a pizza or asking a stranger if he could borrow $100. And the goal was to be rejected every single time to then become more comfortable with it and it's fascinating what he does and what he learns from this experience. And if you too are afraid of rejection, then I'll, I'll put a link to his videos and blog in the show notes at the slash rejection. It's very interesting to watch and it's almost inspired me to do my own rejection therapy. We'll see. So Jia Jiang has a hundred stories of rejection and I have one and I'm gonna share that with you right now. Enter my world of fear. Last year, when I was in Holland for the European summer, I spent a month doing some volunteer work on a property in a small village. It was part of a program called Helpex, where you volunteer your time doing gardening, cooking and building, etc., other things, in exchange for food and accommodation. It's a great way to learn about the local life as well as meet other travellers. During my time on the property, there were five other young people there working at the same time, an American couple, a couple from Europe, and a single guy also from Europe. Now, he and I got along really well. We had a bit of friendly banter going on, nothing too flirtatious. It was just very friendly. And as the two couples would often go and do coupley things together during our time off, he and I would hang out. We'd ride bikes into town, we'd go running together, that sort of thing. I thought he was quite cute, but hitting on a guy is not something I normally do. I mean... It's the guy that's supposed to make the move, right? So I didn't do anything. After about two weeks of working together and hanging out, and he still hadn't made any sort of move, I figured that he was probably just too shy to do anything. I know a lot of guys need at least half a dozen beers in them before they have the courage to make a move, and this guy didn't drink, so that wasn't going to happen. So I decided to have a crack. I thought, he's not going to do it, I'm going to have to do it. Of course, I was terrified of being rejected, but then I told myself, come on, he's a young single guy, how how could he possibly say no? And he'd talked about girls before, so I knew he wasn't gay. Still, I sat on the idea for a few days. I kept thinking about it, trying to figure out if he liked me or not. And then at one point, when we were working together, we caught each other's eye and happened to wink at each other at the exact same time, and then we both burst out laughing, And at that point, I was like, yeah, he must like me. I thought my chances were looking pretty good. So one afternoon, the house was empty, except for him and me. Everyone else had gone out. He was downstairs on the couch on his laptop, and I thought, you know what? It's now or never. So I went down the stairs and then freaked out and ran back up again. I told myself to stop being lame. And went back downstairs. No, couldn't do it. I ran back upstairs. Come on, Christina, you idiot! Just do it. I was just screaming at myself inside my head. So I went back downstairs again. I peeked around the door and went psst. He looked up, and I beckoned to him. He looked confused, and he gave me a look that said what? I didn't say anything. I just put my finger to my lips and went shh, and beckoned more forcefully. Have you seen that video of the guy who picks up girls off the street in his Lamborghini? He literally doesn't say anything. He just sidles up in his car, goes, shh, and gestures for them to get in. And this usually results in the girls going, what? Oh, I don't even know you. This is crazy. I'm not getting in the car with you. And he goes, shh, and opens the car door. And then the girls go, no, I'm not getting in the car. As they walk towards the door, they're going, I'm not. Oh, oh, okay. Can you take me home? Where are we going? You're taking me home, right? This situation was pretty much exactly like that. Out of curiosity, I'm assuming, he got up and followed me up the stairs. What are we doing? He asked. I just repeated, shh. I had no idea what I was doing. I just tried to channel Lamborghini guy and his cockiness. We got to my room and I turned around, grabbed him by the scruff of his shirt and started kissing him. He kissed me back for a few seconds, and then he put his hands on my shoulders and gently pushed away. I'm sorry, he said. I can't do this. What? I think the look on my face said it all. He said, it's not you. You're really cool. It's just a decision I've made. Can we have a talk? I didn't really have much choice. He pulled me over to the bed in a very non-sexual way, of course, and we sat down. He explained that since he'd been travelling, he'd hooked up with a few people he'd met, including a couch-surfing host. He said it had been distracting and he didn't want his trip to be about girls and sex. He wanted to focus on having new experiences and learning about himself and what he really wanted out of life. As a result, he had decided to not hook up with anyone for the remainder of his travels. When I asked how he could cope with that, he said he just wasn't a very sexually charged person which is a bit weird for a dude in his mid-twenties. But anyway, that's him. And good on him for making that decision and having the willpower. So we had a good chat and ended up establishing that we understood each other and that there wasn't going to be any awkwardness between us, which was great. And just as a side note on awkwardness, you have control over how awkward something is, really. Situations are as awkward as you make them. Anyway, we hugged it out and he left the room. I sat there and thought about what had just happened. I realised that I had been blatantly rejected by someone who I seriously thought wouldn't reject me. And oddly enough, I was okay with that. I didn't think, oh no, I'm not cool or pretty or funny enough. I didn't feel any shame or embarrassment. Making that move was one of the hardest things I've ever done, when sober, that is. I had to battle my own mind, which was telling me to take the safe option and not do it in order to protect my ego. And I didn't have a cheer squad behind me either, pushing me on, which was probably a a good thing. That would have been a bit weird. I had pushed myself into this challenge and I had failed. And when I say I failed, it it didn't work out the way I I had planned. But contrary to what I thought would happen, my self-esteem remained intact. I still felt okay with myself. One incredible lesson I learned that day was that getting rejected is never as bad as you think it's going to be. I thought I would feel horrible and embarrassed and never be able to look him in the eye again. But it was nothing like that. It was fine. Who would have thought it? It didn't mean that I went out hitting on every guy I saw after that. I'm pretty selective, just for the record but it was good to know, it was a good thing. Now I'm sharing this story because it was a massive comfort challenge for me and I want to encourage you to take on your own comfort challenge. I believe that the best way to grow and learn is to get out of your comfort zone and do something that scares you. Because when you do the scary thing, you realize it wasn't that scary at all and that's how you build the confidence to take on the next challenge. And as you take on bigger and bigger challenges, you begin to achieve things you never thought possible. And in my opinion, that's how you succeed at life. You may be thinking, yes, but I'm afraid that if I fail, it will hurt my confidence. And I get it. Maybe you've had a really bad experience with public speaking and you've just been terrified ever since. The answer is in being okay with what you don't achieve. I'll say that again. Be okay with what you don't achieve or be okay with failing. Mark Manson, one of my favorite bloggers, he writes about this in a post about confidence. He writes that lacking confidence can be a vicious cycle. For example, someone who's awkward in social situations is awkward because they lack confidence and then no one talks to them because they're awkward so their confidence goes down even more so they're even more awkward. And he writes that the way to break out of this cycle is to become comfortable with what you don't have or what you don't achieve. He writes, people who are confident in business are confident because they're comfortable with failure. People who are confident in their social lives are confident because they're comfortable with rejection. People who are confident in their relationships are confident because they're comfortable with getting hurt. He goes on to say that those among us who are the most comfortable with negative experiences are those who reap the most benefits. In other words, get comfortable with rejection and failure and you will be more likely to succeed. So that's from Mark Manson. So that's my story. And as a challenge for you this week, I would like to encourage you to pick one area of your life where you feel you lack confidence. Maybe it's in your job or maybe it's with dating. Or maybe it's with public speaking. And then think about what you would consider to be a fail or a rejection in that area. Maybe a fail would be not getting that promotion, or having a girl say no to a date, or maybe stumbling over your words in your presentation. And then what I'd like you to do is to take that thing and accept that it might happen. And then learn to be okay with it. Think about what's the worst that could happen. Are you going to die? Probably not. And you're still going to be the same awesome person afterwards. You're still you. And no one can take that away from you. So be okay with failing. It's the best way to get stronger. And that's your lesson for this week. I'll put links to the Mark Manson post and that Lamborghini video in the show notes at thecmethod.com rejection. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate you taking some time out of your day to spend with me. Now, the song you're hearing right now is, appropriately, The Fear by British singer Lily Allen. Well, it's my ukulele rendition anyway. My name is Christina Cantors, and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. See you next time.